You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. You ought to give him praise here if you know God is keeping you right now. If you know that he's keeping you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. That's a good place to give, that's a good place to give God praise, church. That's a good place to give God praise. And it's all right to stand to your feet and clap your hands. It's all right to do that. It's all right to shout hallelujah. It's all right to run if you have to. But if you know that God is keeping you and he won't allow you to go through more than you can handle, you ought to give him praise right now. You ought to give God the glory. Hallelujah. standing those who are standing grab your bibles those who are not standing grab your bibles stand with us in honor of the word of god and there is a word we're looking at three passages of scripture to background to this message go ahead and praise him it's all right to praise him If there's a shout in you, go ahead and let that shout out. If there's a praise in you, give it to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. If you're going through anything right now, let what the choir just sang be a prophetic word to you in your situation that in the midst of it all God is with you your deliverance say it's mine your joy say it's mine your healing say it's mine thank you Lord God 2nd Peter chapter 3 this is this passage here is really the foundation of the message but I will add two other scriptures to build on this foundation we're laying the foundation verse first and then we're going to put two structure buildings on top of that foundation amen second Peter chapter 3 let's look at verse 17 and 18 You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you're not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
To him be the glory both now and forever, all eternity. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Don't you love the word of God? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 7 through 10. We'll try to work these three scriptures together today. Y'all pray for me, amen. amen? Looking at verse 7. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will more gladly boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, for the sake of Christ, I'm content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. The word of God for the people of God. Did you find a neighbor and say, neighbor, keep growing. It's working for you. Amen. Today, church, I want to speak to our hearts from the subject growing in the grace and the word of God. Growing in grace and growing in the word of God. Church, Things are supposed to grow. Uh, things that are supposed to grow, let me put it this way, things that are supposed to grow will grow uh, if the thing is healthy. In church, God wants us to be physically and spiritually healthy. The Lord wants us to grow emotionally, spiritually, financially, so many areas of our life. The Lord wants us to succeed and to prosper. God wants us to be blessed and to stand tall in gratitude for the blessing that only God can provide. He wants us to grow. He wants you to grow. He wants me to grow. And I praise God that God's people are growing even when we don't realize it. You know why? It's because God gets a good use of things that are outside of our control. In our experience of life, God uses those things to help us to grow. He uses adversity. 
He uses rough times, uncomfortable situations, major challenges, interpersonal relationships, setbacks, downfalls, missteps. He used all of that to help us to grow. That's outside of our control. God wants us to grow and he's always using things to help us to grow. Amen. And then at the same time, the Lord wants us to be intentional, intentional about our own growth. He wants us to have a desire to grow and do things that will result in our growth. For example, if we want to grow financially, and then let's learn of ways that contribute to our financial growth. If we want to uh, grow emotionally, then we need to be intentional and, and, and we must pay attention uh, to ourself and be more aware of what's happening on the inside of us. Amen. You got to pay attention to what's happening on the inside of you. Somebody say amen. amen. Mental health is critically important. We must also be intentional about our spiritual growth. And believe it or not, church, our spiritual growth is really the bedrock of all other growth. And so this means that we should aim to grow in the word of God and we need to grow in our understanding of God's grace. This is what the text taught us here in 2 Peter chapter 3, that we should grow in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and grow in the grace of God. But church, before we even begin to talk about how and, and, and the different ways that uh, we can use in order to grow. Let's praise God for the growth that we've already experienced in our lives. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Growth happens gradually, and sometimes you can't see it happening. You have to have markers. Amen. My sons, all three of them, you can go into the closet and look at a line here. Joshua, seven years old. A line here, Isaiah, 10 years old. A line here, Daniel, 11 years old. And the lines just grow up until, you know, Joshua's way up here now. And Isaiah is here. No, they're they, they outpacing me, y'all. It don't take much to outpace me, y'all. But they have markers, amen? We didn't actually see the growth happening, but you can look at the markers and tell something has taken place. And then when you see that they have grown, there's some celebration that takes place. And so whether you realize it or not, and whether other people realize it or not, you actually have grown in life. I mean, if, 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 if you are spending more time in prayer and in the word of God, wave your hand at me. That's growth. Give God praise right now. That's growth. You're growing. If what used to bother you does not bother you as much as it used to bother you, wave your hand and give God praise. That's growth right there. That's growth. If you attend church a little bit more than you used to, you know, you used to be a CME. You used to come to church on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. And now you're attending church more. If you attend church just a little bit more than what you used to, wave your hand and give God praise. That's growth. You're growing. Amen. 
And so we have to be able to look at the markers and thank God for the growth that has already taken place in our lives. We ought to be able to look back and notice how far we have traveled and give God praise for allowing us to grow in ways that we've grown up to this point. And I want to encourage you uh, towards ongoing growth. You can grow, you have grown, and you will continue to grow. Don't allow setbacks, disappointments, or anything else to discourage your growth. Sometimes when we experience painful things, uh, we get immobile. Uh, but we can keep growing. Don't stay where you are. Can you help me just say that loud enough? Don't stay where you are. Say, say this with me. You've come too far. Look at somebody and tell them you are a child of God. Keep letting your light shine. Keep growing. And give God glory right now. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Today's text is encouraging us to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and in the grace of God. In church, I see so many in these passages. I see so much here in these three passages that I shared with you. And really, some of the things that I see can be summed up in two categories, a command and a caveat. What is the command? That we need to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And what is the caveat? That we will be stable and we would give God the glory. Notice here in the text, 2 Peter chapter 3, we are commanded to grow. The question should follow that command, well, how? Well, we grow through the word of God. That means that in order for us to grow, we must engage with scripture. And as we have embraced this year as our year of courageous growth, I want you to know that your pastor is focused like a laser to help us to grow in God's word. I want you to know that I'm going to be teaching as much as I can to help us to all continue to grow up in the word of God. I want to challenge you to engage scriptures and to grow like never before this year. This is our year of courageous growth, and it starts off by growing in the word of God. We must engage scripture because the Bible is the primary source of knowledge about Jesus Christ. That means that we have to attend Bible study regularly, whether it's online or in person. Because when you dedicate time to daily reading and studying the word of God and focusing on the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the word of God, I want you to know that your spirit will be shining high as you grow in God's word and engage in scripture. We want to we want to grow in our understanding of the context of scripture. We want to study the historical and the cultural context of Jesus' time. And then we want to know how to contemplate and imitate Jesus Christ. We want to know who he is. We want to know what he said and what he did. And then we want to ask God to help me to be like that. We want to imitate Christ. We want to grow in how we walk with the Lord and aim to take the qualities of Jesus and put it in our own lives. We want to grow in our ability to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us because the Holy Spirit will guide us and tell us which way to go and what to do and what not to do. And then we want to ask God to allow my trials and tribulation not just to hold me down but to grow me up. Is there anybody here that knows that God will do it once we surrender and humble ourselves before him? 
we want to grow, then we need to have continuous learning in the Word of God. The Word of God is essential, church. God's Word is essential to our growth. And if you are going to, if we are going to grow and experience growth, then we must engage the Word of God through meditation, memorization, and imitation. The Word of God is essential. Help me say God's word is essential. The word of God is essential because the word is, as the prophet Jeremiah declared, is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. God's word is stronger than any man-made natural foundation. It's stronger than Mount Everest. Mount Everest is the largest mountain in the world. It's tougher than the African baobab tree. The bark of this tree is fire-resistant. It's deeper than the Mariana trench this is the deepest part of the world's oceans the word of god is more advanced than new magnesium this is the world's strongest and lightest metal the word of god is tougher than tungsten this metal is nearly impossible to melt it is sturdier than steel more reliable than chromium it lasts longer than titanium the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the Hebrew writer says the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The young praiser in Psalm 19, 119 asked the question, how can a young person cleanse their way? And then he answered his own question. He says, by taking heed to the word of God. And then another question was raised, which steps do I take in life? What should I do? Where should I go? And then the psalmist comes to our aid and says, the word is a lamp to your feet and it is a light to your path. The word of God will tell you the next step to take and then it will tell you the traps that's down the street. I want you to know that we need God's word because the weeping prophet said your words I found your words and I ate them I took them in and it gave me joy and gave delight to my heart we need God's word because the psalmist says thy word have I stored up in my heart that I might not sin against you then David said the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul making wise the simple I thank God that even when Jesus fasted 40 days and when he was probably at his weakest physically right now he's fasting and then the enemy steps in and begin to tempt him and he didn't lean on his own strength he said it is written and if Jesus can lay hold of the word of God and use it to back down the devil I want you to know we need God's word he said it is written man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God we have to live by the word of God. We grow as we grow in his word. We must open the word of God more than just on Sunday. Because we can't feed your soul on Sunday. You can't feed your physical body one day of the week and just eat one time and think you're going to have strength. Same way spiritually. Got to get in the word of God. You see, if all, you, all we do is hear God's word and spend time in God's word just a little bit. That's like living on junk food. We can't live on junk food. We can't live on spiritual junk food. Just as physical junk food provides temporary pleasure, tastes good, but has no nutritional value, no spiritual 
value. No, when you have emotional, spiritual junk food. No spiritual nourishment. Let me see. Let me show you something. Let me have that bag there. Let me have this one here first. See, what happens here, Reverend Conway, you hold that bag. Um, what happens is when we are not in the word of God, it's like we're trying to live off hot Cheetos. If you're not in the word of God, you're trying to live off peanut M&M's. What else we got in here? What else we have in here? We're trying to, we're trying to live off. We, we're trying to just find something. We're trying to just get whatever we can get without spending. We can't live off Kit Kats. You know, can't just live off of that. When, when you don't spend time in the word of God, it's like you're trying to build your soul and your life uh, out of flaming hot Doritos. I mean, how, how many of you think you can live a, a diet and you can just eat hot puff? Put, what is it? Uh, Cheeto puffs, flaming hot. How many can live off that every week? I think I got some kids that say, Pastor, when you finish, pass me that on down. Look at this, Red Miss Conway. And so when you're not in the Word of God, it's like you're just trying to eat baby Ruth all the time. I mean, you, you can't just eat baby Ruth all day, every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. You're just having baby Ruth. It won't be long before you are in a hospital somewhere, y'all. And that's why many times we are suffering spiritually because we are not in God's Word. We're just trying to survive off junk food. But if you want to be healthy, you got to have something like this. It might not, you know, you got to have something like some, you got to have some collard greens, y'all. I mean, if you really want to be strong, you got to be able to get the word of God. You know, that's what God's word will do for you to give you all the nutrients that you need. I mean, if you really want to grow and you want to have a healthy spiritual diet, you got to get some carrots in your life. You got to be able to get in God's word, go to Bible study. Every time somebody, now they, it's frozen, y'all, but it's still got some nutrients in it. Hey, Amen. So it's good here. It's in the bag. I wish we could just pour it out let everybody see. Because every time you go to Sunday school and Bible study and you open the word of God, you're getting you some good vegetables in your soul. And the Lord will give you strength. Amen. Look at here. It may not taste the best. Some people don't like Brussels sprouts. But how many of you know it may not taste good, but it's good for you? Amen. Thank y'all. Give our, give, our, give our workers a hand, y'all. Give them a hand. Praise God. We got to get in God's word. Help me say, you need a healthy diet. Now, come on, you, you can say it louder than that. Say, you need a healthy diet. And if we're going to grow in God's word, if we're going to be spiritually healthy, then we have to lay off the spiritual junk food and get in God's word. Can you give him praise one more time with me? Give him praise. We have to feed on the word of God. The scripture said that we have to grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the only way we grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ is by being in the word of God. So what do you know about Jesus? Because the Bible teaches us about his divine nature and his humanity. The scripture presents him as both fully divine and fully human. And the scripture says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. See, when you get in the word of God, you'll understand that he is our savior. 
right there in the text. The Bible helps us to see in the book of Matthew that Jesus is the living Christ, the son of the living God. And if you go over to John chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What do you know about Jesus? He wants us to grow in our knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ. When you open up the book, you'll see and read about his miracles, how he healed the sick. How he raised the dead. How he fed the multitudes. And how he did all kinds of things with the word of his power. And he's the same God. He did it then. And he can do it right now. When you open up the word of God, you learn about his death, his resurrection. And we learn about his love. Amen. How many of you are grateful that he loves you? I mean, God loves you. He showed it to us. He said... God loves you. God loves us. And we thank God that when we open up the word of God, we grow in our understanding of Jesus Christ. We have to have a healthy diet, spiritual diet, but we're spending time in his word. Not only that, church, but we have to grow. And one of the other ways that we grow is through life experiences. Life experiences help us to grow in our knowledge of his grace. The text said, grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and in the grace. Jesus says, we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then here it is, the Apostle Paul helps us to see something about the grace of God. We need his word to learn and to grow and to understand more and more about Jesus Christ. And then the scriptures help us to see that God has a way of using life experiences to show us more and more about the grace of God. The apostle said that he had a thorn in his flesh. He had dealt with something that was causing him some trouble and some pain. And if you read the text, you'll discover that the source of his trouble and pain was probably people that kept on uh, dis trying to discourage him. And then here it is, the apostle asked God to remove the thorn because it was troubling him and bothering him. And after all, look at what you have shown me. You've given me a revelation about your grace and your mercy and your understanding. And you've given me a revelation about redemption. You've given me an understanding and he says, so that I wouldn't be caught up with pride because of all that I understand. The Lord gave me a thorn in the flesh. And the Bible says that he went to God and asked the Lord to remove the thorn three times. And the scripture says that the Lord did not remove the thorn, but he did give him a word. And the word that he gave him was, my grace is sufficient. In some way, the Apostle Paul is about to gain a greater understanding of God's grace because of what he is going through. And I want you to know, church, child of God, that the Lord knows how to use what you're going through to help you to gain a more understanding about the grace of Almighty God. And since God told the Apostle that his grace was sufficient, the apostolic writer concluded that since his grace is more than enough and everything that I need, I will gladly rejoice in my infirmities because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. He was happy that he had, he was not happy that he had the thorn. 
but by the grace of God, he figured out how he can praise God, thorn and all. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture because it helps me to see that by grace, we too can praise the Lord during times of pain and frustration and difficulty. Now, this is what we call around here in Mount Vernon, the paradox of praise. And I love to preach about it because it is here that we understand when pain and praise exist in the same person at the same time. But by the grace of God, the person does not allow the pain to win, but they decide to give God praise in the midst of their pain. Is there anybody here that can help me celebrate the word of God this morning that helps us to know that God will give you grace and give you strength and help you to understand more and more about his grace. This is my own testimony and I love to talk about it because it's my way of giving God glory, honor and praise. I learned this so vividly when my younger sister Felicia, who was 26 years old, and my father went home. Melvin Sr. died on the same week, one day apart from one another. I was crushed. We were hurt. I was angry. The emotional pain seemed unbearable. But God gave me something that I really can't explain. The Word of God tells us it's grace. He gave me grace and that grace gave me strength. And I want you to know here today, church, if you're going through anything here now, don't look at what you're going through, but ask God for his grace. Don't ask him to remove it. Just say, God, give me your grace. And I'm a living witness that the Lord will give you something that lets you clap and cry at the same time. Is there anybody here that knows that grace will give you something that will let you shout and cry at the same time? I'm here to tell you that grace will let you hurt and shout hallelujah at the same time. I want you to know that you can be down and dance at the same time. Grace will put a praise in your heart. Grace will put a running in your feet. Grace will put a clapping in your hand. Grace will do something for you. Wipe tears from your eyes. Is there anybody here that knows something about his grace? Give him praise, sir. Give God the glory. Give him praise. And so that's why I can say I'm stronger now. I'm better now. I've grown in my understanding of Jesus Christ because of what I went through. I've grown in my understanding of God's grace because of what I've gone through. I learned that he really is a way maker. I learned that he really is a heart fixer. I learned that he is a bridge over troubled water. I know for myself that he'll walk with you. He is a leaning post. He will be a battle axe. Is there anybody here? He is a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Hallelujah. He will walk with you. He will talk with you. He will tell you you are his own. I know it for myself. God is able. Jesus will come and sit down next to you. He'll rock you to sleep at night by his grace. His grace is amazing. Unmerited favor. But his grace is working in our lives every day. Give him praise, church. Give God the glory. Oh, I get shouting happy when I think about the grace of God. The Lord wants us to grow in our understanding of his word. Grow in our understanding of Jesus Christ. And grow in our understanding of the grace 
of God. I wish you could help me keep on preaching here now. Can you help me preach y'all? I said, can you help me preach y'all? Stand to your feet. You're going to help me preach right now. It's just a short sermon. You can, you can preach it. You don't need seven pages of sermon like I just did. All you need is a short sermon. Are you ready to help me preach this morning? I want you to find somebody and say, you see me now? It's only by grace. That's your sermon right there. I want you to give them a point two of that sermon. Look at them again. Say, you didn't hear me. Tell them, you didn't hear me. I'm here by grace. That wasn't good enough. Let's go to point three of the sermon. Say, you really don't know like I know. Come on, tell them. You really don't know like I know. But if it had not been for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here right now. That's part three of your sermon. Now I'm going to help you close right now. Tell somebody. Say, by grace, he woke me up this morning. By grace, he started me on my way. By grace, he turned things around for me. By grace, he picked me up. Turn me around, place my feet on solid ground. Help me give God praise for his amazing grace. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you that you're able to keep us when we lean on your everlasting arm. Give God praise, church. Give him glory here now. You just preached a great sermon. Let every preacher give God praise in the house. Give God praise here. He's worthy to be praised. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. Church, we have to grow. Say, we have to grow. We have to grow. We're growing spiritually. We're growing in so many ways. This is our year of courageous growth. And as we focus on the word, focus on Jesus Christ, thank God for his grace, then truly the best is yet to come. Would you lift your hands now? I want to say a word of prayer for us all. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your word. It helps us to grow in the knowledge of our Savior and our salvation. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare and we decree right now that each of us will grow in ways that will be so amazing. We thank you right now that because of your grace, we are able to walk with you. We're able to endure every trial and tribulation. Lord, I declare now that this is our year of courageous growth. We thank you that we grow financially, we grow spiritually, we grow emotionally. This is our year of courageous growth. And Father, we claim victory now in Jesus' name. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. This is our prayer. Let every heart say amen, amen, amen. Give him praise, church. Give him praise. Give Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.